Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. And today we're going to talk about it in a new light or in another light, and it won't you won't be disappointed. I have a great guest. <laughs> He's somebody that I recently met in Mexico at the Mexico Tantra Festival. His name is Taylor Clark Johnson. He helps men master their sexual energy so they can use it for anything they want. What a concept. Sounds like sex magic to me. One of my favorite topics of all time. So Taylor, welcome to Sex and Happiness. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, really honored to be here. Thanks for having me. First of all, before we get into the subject of, uh, we have a couple things. We're going to talk about presence and we're going to talk about how to be your own great lover, your own greatest lover, like Mm -hmm. the myth of soulmates. But before we do that, let's talk about how you got to be who you are your you know, guidance counselor in seventh grade didn't tell you that this is what you were going to be doing. So how did you get to be? <laughs> how, did you, how did you get to be? As a human, in my teenage years, I became really interested in sex. I started having erections. And I started touching myself and it was fascinating and it felt good. And nobody was talking about it. Um, I didn't really have a good sex education talk from either my parents. My school system sex ed program said basically, don't have sex. Or if you do have sex, you'll either die or get somebody pregnant. Right. (laughs) Like typical. And that left me with a lot of questions, you know, and similarly in my late teens or related, I was really interested in the esoteric world. Um, I was interested in yoga and meditation and magic and I played a lot of science fiction video games and I was interested in everything um, magically related. So I I did a couple yoga teacher trainings in my early 20s and I went on some silent meditation retreats and experimented with a bunch of different kinds of spiritual exploration while at the same time having this whole other category of my life that was sex and an interest in sex and I found that there was zero crossover between the two and in all Uh the places where I went where we were talking about spirituality or energy. It was almost like there was a complete barrier to talking about sex at all. Like it was inappropriate even. And so they, they felt like two very different parts of my life that I was deeply interested in and invested in and no crossover whatsoever. Um, so at a certain point I found a book while I was working in Hawaii at a retreat center, I found a book called Sexual Energy Ecstasy that opened with this, like, I think it was a 40 page poem about sex and spirituality and energy. And it was the first time in my life I had ever read or heard anybody say anything even closely related to the possibility of combining sex and spirituality. Mm. And it, like, it linked those areas of my brain in a way that was. Super, super exciting. And that was a jump off point for me for the next, you know, 13 or 14 years to where I am right now. And that story is a a whole mix of taking a lot of different Tantra workshops, Taoist sexuality workshops, nonviolent communication, all sorts of forms of intimate relating 
and going through phases of thinking that I had all this stuff figured out <laughs> and having a really big ego and to getting humbled and getting smashed and, you know, over and over and over again. And eventually I realized like, Hey, I wish that I had a guide when I was younger. I wish that there was somebody who would have told me, maybe you want to try this or maybe you could try this other thing or here's something you could do. And that's, that's really what started leading me this direction. You know, people would ask me questions and I would just naturally talk and have conversation. And then I realized all the books on my bookshelf were related to sex or energy or anything in that spectrum, you know? So it was a natural, natural progression. And where I stand right now is that I am stepping more into this work. I have been a professional commercial photographer for the past seven years. That's a whole really? other yeah, it's a whole other side story. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. I, I didn't even know that. I didn't see one camera in your hand the whole whole time I was in Mexico with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I brought it. I brought a camera with me, um, but I didn't take it out, and it's because I've been doing this practice of of not uh, reinforcing that career because I've gotten into this paradigm of taking photo shoots for big corporations that I don't necessarily believe in, and this is the big jumping off point for me diving more into this work of sexuality and, and presence and education around this is because that's so much more meaningful for me than taking another round of pictures for an engineering company, you know, or for any a random product that's made in China and shipped over to America that, to be sold on Amazon. That's going to get thrown in the dumpster. Yes. This gives you purpose. That's so different from what you just described. Whereas before, I mean, you you might as well, you might have taken purpose in that, but this seems like a deeper quest. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's definitely a deeper quest. You know, I don't think that me taking product photographs for a company on Amazon is going to change the world in the way that that I want to change the world. I'm really interested in bringing this material, bringing things around Tantra and Taoist sexuality to the mainstream. So if you, you're talking about the changes that you want, so, I mean, can I just ask you, like, what's your vision? Yeah. If, you were to, if I were to say to you, what kind of world do you envision? What do you want? Um, what would you say? What would I want? What would I envision? Well, yeah. for starters, I would, <laughs> I would want an education program in middle school and high school for kids that would talk about sex in a really healthy way, that would talk about this life force energy that is sexuality, that would de-shame it, that would normalize desires, that would normalize this and say, hey, this is a really powerful energy source and you can use it to uplift your life and, and do whatever you want with it. I really think that a lot of our problems that we have in the society stem from such deep shame and deep stigma around sexuality because it, you know we have this illusion that our sexuality lives in this little isolated box that doesn't impact the rest of our lives but as you know i'm guessing most people who are listening know that um, our sexuality impacts everything that we do so i would love to see a world where we honor that from a young age from where we talk about it with our children and where that's normalized as a society and they don't necessarily yeah. mean we're all out like having sex with each other all the time but if that's you know what naturally happened <laughs> from that place, I guess that wouldn't be so bad. If people were making love a lot, they wouldn't be making bombs and weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have time because they have so much oxytocin. They wouldn't even think about <laughs> destroying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you. I mean, I totally agree with you. 
my world, it would start at least when people, when, when kids are about 11. Mm. So we are going to talk about, um, we'll talk about presence. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, we're going to speak about that, but I think we're going to take a break first. Uh, when we come back, though, we're going to talk about what you think is the sexiest thing a man can bring to the table. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to Butterfly Workshops dot com that's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of sex and happiness my question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this because many women say that their feelings of desire arousal and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like so I want to tell you about Zestra because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra is safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So... I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, 
please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. Well, we're back with Sex and Happiness, and I'm interviewing Taylor Clark Johnson today. So, Taylor, how did you stumble upon the notion of presence? You know, like, how, that's, I know that's not something that you just grow up with. Nobody talks about presence. So how did, how did presence become part of your, you know, uh, king of things? You know, how did that become, like, one of your major topics? Wow. You know, that's an interesting question. I actually haven't considered that before. It just sort of naturally became mm. one of my topics. Um, huh. Very interesting. You know, I think if I, the first thing that comes to me is that when I was younger, I also was diagnosed with quote unquote, or I had ADHD and sometimes it sort of felt like there was an amusement park in my brain and, and that, sometimes would take away from my ability to connect with people and be really present with them. So I had to work uh, using meditation and other sort of mindfulness awareness practices to become more present with people. So I could actually have conversation, you know, and just, just interact with them on a real human to human level. But I will say over the past couple of years, studying all of this Tantra and Taoist sexuality and intimacy stuff that presence over and over and over again has risen to the top of what's most important. And it might not appear that way at first, but when you dig a little deeper under these techniques and under these rituals that people are doing, it always comes back to presence. And it was really illuminated for me. So I know you were talking about your partner who did a survey, and I also recently did a survey. Um, It was more around ejaculation preferences, and it's you know, it was looking at heterosexual men and women, but specifically a lot of the guys I work with struggle at some point with premature ejaculation. So I wanted to know how does this show up in your sexual relationships for the men and for the partners of these men? And I get some really interesting statistics. And one of those, which is not surprising is 90% of the men I surveyed, and there were about 600 people in this survey, 90% of these men said that they had ejaculated before they wanted to. And interestingly, 44% of these men said that they had actually avoided a sexual encounter in their life because they feared ejaculating too quickly. That was really interesting to me. Wow. Um, that's, that was a lot higher than I thought it would be. I'm mm-hmm. trying to ter- interpret this. You mean a man yeah. would meet a woman and be so turned on to her mm-hmm. that they would be afraid to have make a date with her because if they had a sexual encounter, they might come too soon. Yes. Yeah, maybe it's a date or maybe they're on the date and it gets to that point of they're about to kiss for the first time, but then the man um, has this fear come up It's and this thought like, oh, if I kiss her, then that means we're one step closer to sex. And that means it's one step closer to me ejaculating too soon. And I don't want that. So I'm not going to kiss her. So I'm going to be awkward and back away. Like that happens to people. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole new one for me. That's awesome <laughs> to hear. And now what do you do about it? You know, so. Right. Yeah. So, so here's the, the, the flip side of this survey. When I asked the women, it was really interesting to me is that, um, let's see the exact specific. It says, 
Yeah, 89% of these women, which is in line with the men, have had sex with a man who ejaculated too quickly. And then here's a really interesting one is that 84% of these women said that they have had sex with a man who was able to last as long as he wanted without ejaculating. But when I went through, so the follow-up question to that was, what was it like to be with a man who could quote unquote last forever? And that was an open-ended question. I went through the hundreds of responses and color coded them from these women. And I found out that actually um, 87% of the women who said they were able to, or that they had had sex with a man who was able to last as long as he wanted, 87% of those women said it was not a good experience. And, <laughs> they, <laughs> and I was blown away. I was blown away, you know, because myself and so many men like have idealized the ability to last as long as you want. You know, it's seen as the Holy grail for some men. And here is 87% of these women saying it was actually a bad experience for them. And when I looked through and I read their responses as to why they said things like, Oh, it felt like he was just jackhammering me or it felt like he was trying to prove his masculinity or I got tired or the connection wasn't there because he was just going, going, going. And all of these responses, they hinted at a lack of presence and a lack of connection and a lack of that, that sensitivity and that authenticity that comes from deep presence. And the 13% of women who did say it was a positive experience for them, they referenced things like, he was so connected with me. He was so tuned in with me that we made love for hours and there was zero boring moments. We were totally present with each other the entire time and it felt like fireworks were going off, things like that. And the word presence was mentioned in the majority of the 13% of responses. And that was just, that was beautiful to see in a survey, beautiful to see that in quantitative data, you know, and really illuminating. And I think that's useful information for a lot of people. Yes, that's very useful information. That's amazing. Yes, I understand that jackhammer phenomenon. That's mm -hmm. it's like not fun. Mm -mm. And I also understand the phenomenon of presence. So I, I you know, I'll, I'll go into your statistics <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who has experienced something where a man could last forever and it wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. And then uh, to be with a present man, somebody who really has, uh, let's say the mastery over his domain. That's what they called it once on the Jerry Seinfeld show. Mm -hmm. um, mastery over your own domain. Um, and, and wanting him to last longer. Yeah. That's very cool yeah. that you did that survey. Really, really cool. So, all right. So, so give us the lowdown. Like, how do you get present? Uh, <laughs> how does how a do person you... get present? <laughs> how does a person get present? I mean, for a lot of men, like one of the quickest ways to get present, and there's nothing esoteric to do with it at all, is just to do something embodied. Do 20 push-ups, you know, do 30 sit-ups, go into a squat pose and just sit there for a minute and see what happens to your awareness. Um, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and exhale with sound. Move your body. You know, breath, sound, and movement, the things that so many of us share in our workshops. Um, little things you can do to bring yourself into presence in any given moment like that. And then, you know, more regular practices. If presence is something that you really want to cultivate, then I would recommend trying some form of a somatic embodied practice like Qigong or yoga or mm -hmm. mindfulness, mindfulness meditation or self-pleasure meditation, you know, something where you're bringing in 
different states of awareness into a practice in your body. It's excellent. I mean, so what really is presence though? Let's define it because, you know, mm-hmm. I think when, pe- when women say that it's lacking in men, mm-hmm. I think that there's men who don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Although I know if they went to war and they had to be hypervigilant mm-hmm. in a battlefield situation, they would mm-hmm. know what presence was. <laughs> yes. Presence on the battlefield and presence in the bedroom are quite different things, <laughs> I would say. But, they're, but they, are, <laughs> they are related, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, but I do think, yeah, I do think there's a lot of stuff out there that is confusing. And a lot of guys think that they're being really present in the bedroom when they're on that hypervigilant, um, hypervigilant, possibly like heady, but ready to react mode that is a form of presence. It's definitely a form of mental, intellectual presence. Um, but what I would say is that presence in the bedroom involves more of a dropping from the head into the heart and embodied heartfelt presence that also involves emotionality and vulnerability and sensitivity, you know, from an embodied place. Mm. I like what you're saying about that. It's, uh, and it, and it's, it's not anything that people are taught. When I first started teaching Tantra, I would mm-hmm. say to men, well, what do you think about when you're having sex mm-hmm. so as not to ejaculate too soon? And they would tell me they thought about the world series. <laughs> They would think about the World Series. They would think about the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. They would think about, you know, things that would detract from the experience, take them away so that that they could desensitize. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I don't want to make love with anybody who's thinking about the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to make love (laughs) with anybody who's thinking about the Super Bowl either (laughs) or thinking about making dinner or thinking about anything else. Exactly. Their shopping list or whatever, when, when they're booking their next flight, like that's, you want to be with people who are present. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so one thing I would say on that note, that's important to talk about, um, especially for men who are, who are wanting to explore these deeper places of presence is that when you first start to do this, when I first started to do this, to tune in more to the sensitivities in my body, to tune into that deeper, you know, awareness in the sexual experience, it was scary. Things came up. Like I became more sensitive at first. I became more reactive. I became um, more open in a way that was scary. And, It was, it's sort of like a learning curve. You know, when I stopped thinking about baseball, (laughs) when I stopped trying to distract myself (laughs) in sex, like I realized, holy shit, there's actually an entire world of pleasure that I had no idea existed in my body. And it's overwhelming because it's new. Wow. What the, what do I do with this? You know, and through practice and time, you become more accustomed to it and more skilled with that and more able to utilize that in really powerful ways. So you never have to think about baseball again, and you can have experiences that feel a hundred times better than the typical ejaculatory orgasm. You know, you just hit a home run to use baseball analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. What you said, Mm -hmm. when we come back, we're going to, we'll find out how people get in touch with you, but we'll also, I want to hear a little bit about this soulmate myth. Mm, so mm-hmm. we'll go to that in Great. our third segment and just speak a little bit about that and then have people 
find out how to get in touch with you. Perfect. So this is Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Taylor Clark Johnson. And we just had a really good exchange about presence, like what it means to be present. And if you're listening and you never heard of this before, no one ever talked to you about it, this is like somewhere that you want to focus. It doesn't matter what uh, your sexual preference is or if you're in a man body or a woman body right now and you're listening to this, this is something to pay attention to. We're coming right back. We're going to talk about the myth of the soulmate, and we'll find out how to get in touch with Taylor. Stay tuned. We're coming back. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add, trust me on this, I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N dot com or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Lori Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S for Men. We are back with Sex and Happiness. So, Taylor, um, that last segment was really great about presence. Mm -hmm. Really, really wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about the distraction of the soulmate. Mm. (laughs) I'll just call it that. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, the myth of the soulmate, the distraction of the soulmate, the distraction of the twin flame idea, um, all this stuff. Every time I hear it now, I feel a little, little like, gross little vomit come up in my stomach. (laughs) 
maybe not that strong, but yeah, there's, this has really been alive for me recently. Um, and, you know, looking at the impact of, of our society on our beliefs around relationship, I think Disney has fucked us all <laughs> and not, <laughs> not in a good way. You know, there's, we are, we are instilled with this idea from a young age that there is this one person out there who's going to complete us. They are going to be our perfect romantic match. One person out of these seven or eight, you know, almost 8 billion people that are on this planet is going to be your perfect soulmate match. And when you meet this person, you're going to know it. You're going to feel it in your heart and you're going to live happily ever after and go off into the sunset and never experience problems with this person ever. And this is, this is one of the most um, problematic myths, in my opinion, around sexuality and relationship that exists because it puts so many of us into this state of, of incompleteness internally. We feel like a lot of people, and I have felt in the past, a lot of people feel like there is this person out there to complete us and we need this person um, to have sacred union. Whereas something else is possible. You could wake up in the morning, get out of bed, go to the bathroom, look in the mirror, look into your eyes, and bam, there's your soulmate. You know, mm. it's, it's you. Look into the mirror. I love you. You are amazing. You are beautiful. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for breathing. Wow, we get to do this together. We were born together. We're going to die together, you know? And, and that's a different paradigm of interacting with people. And when I show up and when somebody shows up in a lovership or a relationship from being their own soulmate, their own greatest lover, then you can approach with sovereignty and there's less likelihood of enmeshment and codependency and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I'll pause there and see what that brings up for you. That's, that's my little boom rant. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> It's a great rant. It's mm -hmm. awesome. I agree with you completely. What I realized for myself was that at some point, I don't know, I if I didn't if I didn't if I, I wasn't willing to take myself sexually to the places that I wanted somebody else to take me, mm -hmm. that there was no way to communicate about those things. There was no there wasn't I had to I had to become my own best lover. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not something that came overnight for me. It's something that I worked at for quite a few years. And mm -hmm. finally, I just, you know, I threw down the gauntlet for myself. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, look, you have, to, you have to sexually even take yourself beyond. You have to take your own self to the void mm -hmm. or whatever. And I did that. And after that, I was so empowered. It changed everything and it changed the people that I attracted. Mm -hmm. It changed everything because, I, yeah, I, I am sovereign. So what you said is, um, what you said is so true for me. And yeah. um, I don't know if you know this. I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. I certainly say this at my ISTA trainings. When I self-pleasure, I wear surgical gloves mm -hmm. so that I don't recognize my hands. Hmm. <laughs> so they're free to be anybody's hands <laughs> the hands of god you know like they're just it's just not i don't recognize my own nails or my hang nails or my you know my knuckles or whatever i wear gloves and people it cracks people up but it 
they try it. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes to everything you said. Yes, look in the mirror <laughs> and say, I love you. You're my, you're my soulmate. Uh, it's true. I am my soulmate. You are your soulmate. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's one term I want to share with you. I just learned this last week. I really, really like it. Have you heard of the term uh, one-itis? No. <laughs> it's so good. One-itis, O-N-E-I-T-I-S. It's the... <laughs> one-itis is the thing that happens when you get hooked on one person and you think that they're the one for you. They're your soulmate and you obsess over them and you lose your sovereignty over this person and you start sacrificing your own needs and your own boundaries to be with this person or to pursue this person. And you, you know, you sacrifice your life for this one. Uh, I like that term one itis a lot, you know, because it gives, it gives something to hold on to, something to label that experience, which is, is problematic, which almost everybody experiences at some point in their life because we're not taught otherwise. Well, we're taught to do that. We're actually well, yeah, taught yeah, yeah, yeah. to do that. We're taught not only by Disney. I mean, mm-hmm. every every rock and roll song I've ever listened to, every yeah. jazz singer, every mm-hmm. whatever, every every Hollywood movie, every romance novel, they're all they're all geared to propagate the species and mm-hmm. to make good little citizens in whatever country we're growing up in and good little religious participants. Mm-hmm. So it all has been funneled that way. And I love the one-itis. It sounds like it's a disease that needs penicillin. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Our society needs a big cure for that. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'd love to see a Disney movie that, that is seven years from the point where Aladdin and Jasmine meet to see how they're managing their relationship. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, I understand. It's great. Yeah, good. Stuff. All right. Well, how can people how can people find you if they want to get in touch with you and they want to? I mean, do you mostly do courses or do you do one on one coaching or do you do you know Zoom mm-hmm. coaching? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, what's your, your main practice? Yeah, I have I have online courses for men. Um, there's one called Orgasmic Mastery, helps people overcome premature ejaculation and be able to use their sexual energy for whatever they want. And another course, it's all about semen retention, and that's the term brahmacharya and tantra, which is a whole other podcast topic. But yeah, I have online courses for men, and I also do consulting over the phone and Skype uh, with men also. And the best way to find me is by going to my website and it's www.taylorjohnson.life. You can also find me on Instagram at Taylor Clark Johnson and I have a YouTube channel as well. So those are the three ways I would recommend finding me. Okay, great. So let's do it. Let's just go over Taylor Johnson is your website, taylorjohnson.life. Mm-hmm. T- yep. Taylorjohnson.life. L-I-F-E. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on Instagram, you're Taylor Clark Johnson. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you so much for being my guest today. I, I, I mean, just have to say about Brahmacharya that um, I don't agree with uh, that celibacy when you're pra- when you're a monk. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I think that's like that's what turned the Catholic Church crazy. Mm-hmm. And I also don't agree with. Um, total ejaculation control, like never ejaculating. I don't agree with that either. Absolutely. I'm in, I am in complete agreement. And when I say the term brahmacharya, there are different schools of thought around it. And when I use that term in ejaculation control, what I'm really referring to 
is being intentional with how you choose to do those things versus reacting out of habit or, or reactivity. I just am a fan of bringing in intentionality and awareness to these things. I love ejaculating. I think it's great. Yeah. Ejaculating is important. You wouldn't, if it wasn't supposed to be done, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a thing that your body does. Totally. And there's a balance. If I started ejaculating four times a day, every day for a month, I would have some problems. Yeah. Another uh, podcast topic. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my guest today. It was, yeah. uh, it was inspiring and enlightening. And you introduced the term one-itis, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is great too. So everybody, thank you for being my listeners today. Mm-hmm. Um, get in touch with Taylor Clark Johnson at the places that he said to get in touch with him. If you're interested in anything that we talked about, please do um, find him and, and ask more questions. And please tune in next time when I will have another amazing guest. I think my next guest is going to be about what happens after prostate cancer mm. and um, like, is there life after prostate removal? I, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be my next topic. And I want to tell you all that there is life. So tune in next time and you'll find out. Mm, great. Thank you so much. Taylor, for thanks me. for being my guest. This is Laurie yeah. Handler's. You're welcome. This is Laurie Handler's. Signing off for sex and happiness. I say namaste to everybody who has been listening and thank you. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.